KDXI St. George, Radio St. George at 100.3 FM. And we welcome you to The Extraordinary Talk Show, a show to help you understand yourself and the world from a new perspective. And in the process, help you find your own personal extraordinary. And now your host for The Extraordinary Talk Show, Della Hill. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Happy Wednesday. I'm so happy to be with you. You here today, and I have a very, very special message for you. Maybe one of the most special messages I've ever shared. And to tell you the truth, I'm a little bit nervous. So let me say what I always say. Please don't believe anything I say just because I say it. If, however, oh, and also don't do anything I do just because I do it. But if something that I say rings the bell of truth within you or strikes a chord of curiosity, I encourage you to follow that. In addition, I also want to clarify. I don't want to take up a lot of time in the beginning because we have other stuff that's more important to listen to, right? But I want you guys to understand this really clearly. I might say things that are true. I hope I do. I hope that everything I say is true. However, chances are, not everything that I say is true, even if I think it is. That's why I give you that admonition. And here's another thing that's really important about that. You might even hear me say a lot of things that you find to be true, that your true center, your guidance, your Holy Ghost, or whatever it is that you acknowledge that speaks to you, might speak to you and say, hey, Wendella's talking, that thing that she said is true. I want you to know that the thing that I said is true. That doesn't make me right all the time. I'm human, I am fallible, and I make mistakes. That's why I don't want you to believe everything I say. This is stuff that I've found to be true to me for me so far, but it's truly up to you to decide what's up for you, what's right for you, and I can't tell you that. What I can do is give you some ideas, and that's what the show is about. The show is about finding your own way. And I can give you some ideas on how to find your way in some things I've tried. Here's a thing that I want to talk about that this is, this is a pretty big deal for me, guys. I know I've said that before. This is a big deal in a different way because I want to talk to you about something that I've only barely mentioned even on this show. And yet it is something that I think is one of the most important things that there is. So hang with me and thank you. To start with, I am a theist. I'm not atheist. I am a theist. What that means is that I believe in God. Just because I do doesn't mean I think everyone should, should. And just because I believe in God doesn't mean that I even believe in the same definition of God that you believe in. I would like to share with you today some of the definition of God that I believe in. And I feel like this is really important, but it's really important to me. Whether or not it's really important to you, it's up to you. Thanks for listening. I hope it is. I am a theist. That means I believe in God. I believe in the power that drives this universe. I believe in whatever power it was that created this world and that created us. In fact, I believe that we are part of this world that we are part of creation, that God is creation itself, that God is everything. And if God is everything, then that means that we are God. 
And I think that's pretty cool. Ultimately, you and I have the power of agency to make our own decisions and by making our own decisions to create the world around us that we want, to create the world that we live and the life for ourselves that we desire. And if that's not what Godhood is, then I don't know what is. We practice Godhood in our own lives every day. Constantly. You can't not. And I believe, in fact, that part of the reason that we're here on earth is to remember that we are God. Because in order for God to know, in order for God to be God, God has to know everything. Everything. Right? But being God, how does God know what it's like not to be God? And so that's why we decided to show up here and wipe our memories and forget the power that we have and who we truly are so that we could know what it's like to not be God. And in knowing what it's like to not be God, we could remember that we are God. And that's a pretty fun exploration. That's a pretty fun adventure. It's pretty extraordinary, in fact. And I encourage you guys to come on this adventure to find out that you're God because it's a lot of fun. I'm having a blast. But you might ask me, okay, Della, well, do you pray to yourself? Not exactly, but I give myself more credit than the normal person does. And I do speak highly of myself to myself. However, when it comes to praying, when it comes time that I'm seeking assistance from my higher power, I have recently been building my relationship with God. Now, I've been growing my relationship with God my whole life. But my whole life, I specifically and solely thought of God as my father. That's how I was taught. But there is a yin and yang in all things. There's a balance in all things. If you speak Spanish or any other Latin language, every noun in Spanish is either male or female. Mesa is a table and it's female. If it starts with an, if it ends with an O, it's male. If it ends with an A, it's female. And you can describe anything by making it male or female by putting an O on the end or an A on the end. A chica, chico, boy, girl. Girl, boy. Anyway, so the idea that I'm trying to convey is that God is half our father, but the idea that God is only male and is not half female, to me, when I consider that, just seems kind of silly. There must be balance in all things. There must be a yin and yang, and there must be a female side of God. And that's what I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about who I believe to be our mother God. Now, I did hear about her as a child, even though I was taught about my father God. Because in they did explain here and there in Sunday school that God had a wife or several wives because I grew up in a religion that taught polygamy. So part of the idea was that, of course, God had a wife. He had a whole bunch of them. And it made automatic, intrinsic sense to me that God's wife would be also be God. That if God is my father, then his wife would be my mother. 
And it made me very sad as a child that people wouldn't talk more about that. I remember asking in church, if, if we have a mother in heaven, why don't we talk about her? And one explanation I got was that if God has all these wives, then how do we even know? Like, you can't pray to her because you don't know which one you're going to pray to. And how do you talk about her because you don't know which one you're talking about? But let's say that maybe God has more than one wife. Let's say maybe Mother God has more than one husband. The idea is that the power that fueled the creation of the earth is half male and half female. And because as men, we like to have our God made in our image, we've created ideas and images and pictures for what our Father God looks like. And I have even, in my own mind, created images of what, to me, Mother God looks like. But as a kid, I was kind of shy the way people told me not to do that. The other thing that was very important that I was told as a child was that one of the commandments was don't take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And so our Father God, in protecting Mother God, he, he knew that people took his name in vain so much that he protected her name so that it would not be taken in vain. That's a story that I heard when I was a kid, and I bought it then, but I don't buy it anymore. In fact, I believe that our Mother God wants her name to be spoken. That's why I'm speaking it. I'm not saying that you should agree with me. I'm not saying that you have to by any means you don't. I know a lot of atheists who, in fact, I've had this conversation with some atheists, and i got to tell you guys, if you don't know this, just like motorcycle bikers are some of the coolest, softest, hardest dudes around. They might look big and bad and scary, but man, you need something and they will help you. Atheists are some of the kindest, happiest people I've ever known. I've even heard some church leaders say that a life without God is a life lived in fear. And I don't think that that church leader knows what it's like to live without God because my friends who live without God tell you it's better than when they did live with God. They'll tell you that when they were able to release that judgment and that hold that they'd been taught that God had on them in their lives, it actually brought more freedom and more liberation and more wonder into their lives. And I'm not here to tell anybody that they should stop doing something that makes them happy. So while I'm going to tell you what I believe about Mother God, and also I'm still learning, I don't expect you to believe me. And I absolutely fully respect you with whatever beliefs you have. I think, though, there's been about 2,000 years-ish that Mother God's name hasn't really been spoken. And it's time. In fact, I think that Father God wants her name spoken rather than wanting to protect it and hide her, obscure her from the world the way that I was told when I was a child, I believe that even our Father God wants us to talk about our Mother God. He, I mean, he's God. He'll take the, cra the praise and the credit, but he wants to share it with her. He wants her name spoken too. And I don't feel bad now if I pray to my Mother God. I don't feel that my Father God feels bad about that because he gets the deal. He gets that she's been ignored for a long time, and it's time to talk about her again. 
one proof of evidence that I have had of my mother in heaven other than the feeling that I have in my heart when I think about her is in the hymn book that I grew up with, hymn number 292, Oh My Father, verse 3 says, I had learned to call thee Father through thy spirit from on high, but until the key of knowledge was restored, I knew not why. In the heavens, are parents single? No. The thought makes reason stare. Truth is reason. Truth eternal. Tells me I have a mother there. And that's why I'm not asking you guys to believe me. Because I think that while I'm talking about this, if you feel into your heart, into that place inside your torso somewhere, it might be low in your belly, it might be high up in your heart, that's your true center, the part that glows warm when you feel true or tingles or tickles or whatever it is, however that manifests in you. I'm not asking you to believe Della when I tell you that you have a mother in heaven. I'm asking you to check in with that center, with that spot inside you. When I tell you this, I have a mother in heaven, so do you. I pray to her, and you can too. When you hear that, what does that true center inside of you say? Don't believe me. Believe that. I want to say that again because I like it. I have a mother in heaven. So do you. I pray to her, and you can too. Now, what do we call her? There are many, many names for God. There aren't as many for, at least there's many, many names for God, and there's a lot of names for Father God. There aren't as many names for Mother God. Here's what she told me. She doesn't care what we call her. She just wants us to talk about her. Respectfully, hopefully. But she doesn't care what name you pick. She just wants you to pick one and use it. So you can call her mother. You can call her mother in heaven. That's an easy one that when you say that, people know what you're talking about. Divine mother, that's good. Divine feminine. Mom. I'm sure there's more, but I'm still working on them. One that I like is high mother. My mother on high. That one feels good to me. I believe that about 2,000 years ago, people talked about our mother in heaven a lot more. In fact, I, I'm working on some theories the more I continue to study and find information that around about 2,000 years ago or so, well, I actually know this statistic. About the time of Christ, that Christ was alive 2,000 years ago, about... 95 to 97% of the world at that time was actually pagan, the known world. The pagans are, seem to be made out to be barbarians. However, the pagans have been practicing religion longer than anyone else has been practicing religion. Pagans have been practicing the priesthood using the magical power of God on earth since long, long before the Jewish church or, church or the Muslim church or the Catholic church 
where the Mormon church came out and said that women weren't allowed to use their priesthood. Now, I'm not sure why any mother God respecting pagan woman would have joined the Catholic church where all of their beliefs had been copied and yet they got burned for using them themselves. Somehow it worked, though. Somehow they conned enough women into joining that church and giving up their own access, giving up, denying their own right to the power of God, that somehow that took over and the mother of the name of the mother of God has been forgotten over time. One thing that's also, I believe, has been forgotten over time is the power of the priesthood because the pagans, they call, the, the, they refer to themselves, the people who lead the worship ceremony as the high priestess and the high priest. And they practice what they would call priesthood. Another person might call it magic, and if they practice the priesthood and anybody called it magic in the Middle Ages, they got burned for it because the men who had started all these big churches didn't like the women to continue using the priesthood like they had before the men started all these patriarchal religions. And so the name of Mother God and the power of Mother God was hushed, in many ways forgotten about. We've been told that there are many plain and precious parts of the scriptures that have been lost. I believe that many of these plain and precious parts of the scriptures are about our mother. Because she should be in there. We got a bunch of books about God and they barely mention the feminine half. But it is half. I don't believe that it is any less than that. And I think it's time to talk about it. I have always had some type of relationship with my mother in heaven because I learned about her as a child and even though people told me I shouldn't pray about her I still felt like I should and on Mother's Day I would always say a special prayer to tell my mother in heaven happy Mother's Day a good friend of mine I shared a little bit about this a few weeks ago and a good friend of mine messaged me and shared with me that she grew up in the same religion that I did but as a child she suffered severe abuse pretty awful abuse and she had been told that she should not pray to Jesus, but due to the abuse that she continued to suffer for years as a child, she didn't believe that her father God was looking out for her. She'd been told at church that he would keep her safe, and then she went home and got abused, and so she didn't really trust her father God. So when she found out that she had a mother God, it gave her the answer. It gave her what she needed because what she needed was someone, something, creator that she could pray to, that she could feel comfort from. And as a child, as a young girl being abused, she couldn't get that. She didn't feel that she could get that from her father in heaven. And I believe her father in heaven doesn't blame her for that. So instead she prayed to her mother in heaven and that's where she found comfort. And she was afraid to even admit, admit to that because the people in church were so particular about these little details that she wasn't even able to explain to most of them that it was by praying to her mother God that she found comfort from her abuse. I think that's pretty special. One thing that I have learned about my mother God 
is that she speaks to us through our breath. And in our breath, we are never, ever away from her. One of the things in the scriptures that I believe has been changed is when they talk about daily bread, the D at the end. I have a theory that that's supposed to be daily breath with a TH at the end. Because I have a theory that when somebody originally made that up, they were talking about Mother God, not Father God. And I have a theory that as Mother God was pushed out of the picture, that they took over some of those words and some of those songs and swapped them out and deleted them. And I think we should put them back. So I wrote this thing. I call it a hum. And I want to share it with you. When it comes to breath, this is very important about mothers. Mothers, your earthly mother, your heavenly mother, whether she's been in your life every day or whether you have not seen her since the day you were born, a special thing about mothers is that they give breath. They grant the breath of new life. And yet immediately upon granting it, instinctively teach their child how to draw it on their own. It is the mother's job to grant life and then immediately release it. And that's a beautiful and sometimes sad thing. But it is through breath that we, one way that we can feel our mother in heaven. This made total sense to me once I started thinking about it, once I realized it. In yoga, the breath is very, very important. In birth, because I've worked in birth, breathing to bring a new life in how else could we honor our mother god than by inviting her in to attend a birth as we breathe that new life into the world breathing relieves pain you've heard the term breathe through the pain there are many breaths that are not a word at all and yet the breath itself in a single breath can communicate more than a sentence or a paragraph. When someone is thirsty and they guzzle down a cold drink of water and they let that big sigh out, that's a relief and a gratitude. That is a thank you to our Mother God. And here's the beautiful thing about that is Mother God is with you in every breath, every moment of every day of your life. And she doesn't even care if you know it or not. Well, she kind of cares. She'd like you to know. Um, but she's not holding that back from you. She will hold back not one single breath from you, even though you don't acknowledge her. She wants the acknowledgement because she has love to give and share and blessings to share that this world needs. That's why she wants to talk. Not because she thinks you need her like you need Jesus just because she thinks that you could benefit from knowing about her. Simple acknowledgement of your mother God. Again, I believe the best study is a, a self-study. So don't believe Della, but do a self-study. Talk to mother God on your own. See what happens. Here, try this with me. This is what I call a hum. It's one phrase. You can sing it. You can hum it. You can do it at your own pace. Because you should do it according to the pace of your breath. Take in one slow, deep breath, and then you sing or hum. For health 
and strength and daily breath, we praise thy name, Mother. And carry out, Mother, until your breath is gone. And then slowly take in another deep breath and do the same thing. And I've found that by doing this three times, I can bring my heart rate down and my blood pressure down and my stress level down and my anxiety down. So let me show you. Please feel free to join along. But here's a beautiful thing about a hum is it's hummed in around and you're not supposed to follow my breath pace. You're supposed to follow your own breath pace. And so if we sing it in a group, it ends up being everybody going on their own pace, kind of like everybody in Hogwarts in the, the main hall singing happy birthday together. So it goes. For health and strength and daily breath, we praise thy name, Mother. For health and strength and daily breath, we praise thy name, Mother. For health and strength and daily breath, we praise thy name, Mother. That's all I got for you. I got 30 seconds left to finish talking about Mother, but I'm never going to be done talking about Mother. And this might have been one of my slower shows, maybe and speed it up, but I think it's one of the most important shows I've ever done. I hope you were listening, and thank you for being here with me. Love you. Remember, I'm not trying to tell you what to think, but I am trying to get you to think for yourself. Ah. You've been listening to The Extraordinary Talk Show with Della Hill. Search YouTube and Facebook, Spotify, or Podbean for video and podcasts of this show. Or go to RadioStGeorge.com. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Extraordinary Talk Show.